All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. We have both of the brothers in arms. We have Avery, we have Connor. How are we doing, boys? Awesome. We're good. great. Good, but tired. We're, do, we're doing good. Long, long week. We're, yeah, it we're has being, been a I'm being week. a robot today. You're being a robot today? Good. Let's Thanks. not. Let's <laughs> no, not I'm joking. I'm joking. So let me ask you this, icebreaker of the day. Um, what animal do you think you could beat in a fight? 500 squirrels. Not even <laughs> close. <laughs> I want you to know, I asked it in all three of my classes today and Peck's uh, first period, and everybody said the 500 squirrels are going to whoop the ass of the lion. Cap. Every time. Stop the cap. Um, You know, that's a hard question. Like, what animal could I... Do I, ha- do I have access to, like, weapons I could pick up off the ground if I, like, go to their place? Like, if I found a big stick nearby. No, you got to beat them with your bare hands. Like, you- me locked in a cage? Oh, an animal we can beat? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was an animal we could be. No. Oh, like what animal we'd want to be? What animal we could beat? You would want to be the five hundred squirrels. I just had a brain fart. Okay, it is what it is. Um, five individuals. I'd say any like me, like I don't even know. <laughs> I think the maximum I'm going hand to hand combat monkey. Not um, a, ch- a monkey. Like a I think I could beat it. Ch- I no, think I could beat a monkey. They will rip you up. They got sharp You're talking claws, about chimpanzee dog. or like smaller monkeys. Smaller monkeys. Okay, I can see. But say a chimpanzee. Like I'm not going rip, like gorilla or anything like that. That's too much. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. T- I'm not Teddy Roosevelt who can fight a bear. So um, <laughs> help the bear. See me fighting in the woods with Grizzabelle. Help, help the bear. bear. I think like I'd fight any, a turtle. Any slow animal. You did not say fight shark. a turtle. I could clap a shark on land. <laughs> yeah. shark no, no, you can clap a shark in water. You just got to put your hand on his nose and flip him upside down, and he just goes, oh. well, if a great white like, shark's no. if a great white shark's coming at me at like 30 miles an hour in the water. You just got to boop him on the nose and flip him. Get flipped, get, yeah. get flipped, bozo. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I'm serious. I'll show you later. What, what ha- I know, what I know how that What happens if you flip him? He just drowns. And no, like the he shark, like, shark can no. It like puts them in a trance. Yeah, and the shark ruins their needs balance. To keep swimming to keep water in their yeah. gills, so when they stay stagnant, like they could <laughs> like drown. And you stuff. flip him and turn him on his head vertical, and he just pretty much dies unless you turn him back over. That's so cool. like, yeah, we could take. I could take shark, blue I'll whale, flip his ass, hit him Steve. hard enough. No, on take land. a manta ray for Steve Irwin. <laughs> yeah, I'll beat this. Re- rest in <laughs> peace, right. crocodile Irwin. hunter. Uh, no, that's not the only rest in peace today. Moment of silence, second year, mm. Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, the Mamba and the Mamacita. Yeah, sucks. Hate to see it, dude. Still, still sucks. It doesn't feel real. I think it feels real now. I think it finally kind of set in. Um, I think that one of the things for at least for the first like six months for me is it really didn't feel real. Like it felt like you were at some point gonna wake up from that dream and. Kobe and Gigi were going to be there. Yeah. Um, and it just sucks that, like, not only Kobe and Gigi dying, but also I think there was nine more people um, yeah. involved in the helicopter yeah. crash and all perishing. Um, and so definitely, definitely sad. Definitely um, makes you – gives you a new perspective of just how valuable life is mm-hmm. um, just because you literally had the day before – Kobe congratulating LeBron for passing him on the third third all-time list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then literally the next day, Kobe and Gigi passing yeah. away in that helicopter crash. Um, I, it, it said, I think that, and I'll let you talk in just a second, but I think the biggest thing for me was just like, yes, Kobe dying, that's so terrible and so sad. But I think that for me at least, like – Gigi dying and her like how good she was and hearing stories about how like she was going to be the new face of the WNBA like she was going to be the one that kind of gets WNBA in the talks of like being somewhat equal to NBA players Um, I know that that might never have happened but just the talks of like the head coach of the UConn team was like, yo, when she turned 14, we were going to offer her scholarship mm-hmm. and like just how much life she had in front of her. And, and not only just her, but like all those girls that were on that basketball team, um, which went down in the helicopter crash, just like hearing their stories and how much life they had ahead of her. Because like, yes, anybody who dies, that's terrible. But like when you feel like a person hasn't even hit their prime yet, mm-hmm. like, it's just heartbreaking to hear. Um, whereas, like, Kobe, he's done the gauntlet millions of dollars. And who knows? I mean, he was an Oscar-winning short film artist. 
Um, so he could have been hitting his prime in another chapter of his life, but yeah, Gigi was kind of the the big thing for me. I, I don't think that. I mean, usually, like when people talk about celebrity deaths, it's always like kind of sad. You know, you know these people, and I think um, there really wasn't one uh, up there until Kobe for me. I think maybe the one that was really close that hit me hard was uh, the person who played the, the uh, genie. And Aladdin. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Robin Williams, when that happened, that, that one was like when I was like, yo, like this is tough. Like I loved him. But when Kobe went, I was at work. And I think that like I was at Metro. This was like, you know, the special needs school. We put on Kobe highlights for the kids. Like we. I was about to, but it, you weren't at work because it was on a Sunday. When he actually died, it was on a Sunday. I thought we were. Are, it was on a Sunday, right? No, it was definitely because I was at no, church. It, it was on a Sunday because I was playing basketball with my church after yeah. church. Yeah, I know for a fact that I was at church. Yeah, it was on a Sunday. But, um, yeah, but just to kind of briefly maybe go maybe it was to the, the day after that we, we yes, watched COVID yeah. highlights more than likely because um, that those that day felt like I remember talking to my friends and it was just like someone who not only embodied the NBA but like embodied what it meant to be like I think like a good person. He accepted being a dad with a bunch of girls. He was always so positive. He was so supportive of the WNBA. He was always at Lakers games just being like – he was like – I don't – I mean, yes, I know the allegations when he was young. And, you know, some people were still – who could be rightfully upset at that? But um, I think that, like, what he did and accomplished was, like, inspirational to a lot of people because he was the basketball player of our era. Like, from 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 – I mean, I didn't really watch a lot of basketball as a kid, but growing up it was Cope. Like – we shoot literally you take the, a shoot it's you take a shot at school you say kobe, kobe. like it's just it, it's yeah. it's it's, so, it's amazing so fun fact i told connor this today but i don't know what I, I ever told you so right after that happened in reverence of kobe at 824 swear, i swear to you from 824 every day every school day you shot from wherever monday through friday wherever i was at 824 i had an alarm clock every day and shot shot a whatever I had in my hand, whether it was paper ball, whether it was a marker, whether it was a, a stapler. We didn't care what it was. At eight twenty four, in memory of Kobe, we were shooting. Now the one of the one of the most satisfying things about that was is I missed every single time. <laughs> but on one of the last days before we actually left for COVID, I made one, and you would have thought that I had just won the golden ticket like you would have thought that i had won the lottery everybody was screaming in my class like it was it was insane but to go back briefly to your robin williams one i think that what shocked me about robin williams is just like how comedic he was but also how like that sadness was like so deep and dark inside of him um where he committed suicide um i think the one that also would kind of be up there with me at least was with Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, that, um, yeah, that was that was. I think that, like months I think almost. that that one was crazy just because like his people, people were... had heard that like oh he was getting skinny, but a lot of people thought that it was for a role or something mm-hmm. like that. But when it actually came out that he had colon cancer and nobody knew, yeah. and it was stage four, and then you have the power like how powerful it is that he had colon cancer when he. St- when he did Black Panther, when he did 42, when he did Thurgood Marshall, when he did Endgame and Infinity War and all these projects, and he's fighting colon cancer at the same time. And no one um, knew. And his, no his, one knew. His crew, that is probably Titus safer than Fort Knox. A, the people yeah. who knew, because who, I think that's Those are of, real ones right there. Yeah, especially no one knew about Robin Williams. And I think what really affected me around Robert Williams was his last line was, smile, my boy, at sunrise. And he said, always said, like, people who make people laugh the most are usually the saddest yeah. and stuff like that. And Chadwick Boseman happening right so close to Kobe was like a one-two. It was It was like a couple months after, I think it? It, it was definitely a couple months because I remember because I either found about, out about it and texted Avery or Tech, Avery texted me about it, yeah, we were um, but we were at the apartment, and so yeah. that had to have been. It's. It's. I'm going March, maybe. It's February? just. It just proves that, like, you know, I always tell April. people, yeah, you can make an no, impact August. even if you don't know anyone. You know, just like how August. important they were. August of 2019. August 28, 2020. It was. It was later in the year. It it's, was close, relative, relatively. Yeah. Like, Same year, we lost two legends. Yeah, actually. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's just sad. Um, you hate to see it. And I'm not making a joke. Like, you really do hate to see it. Yeah. I mean, Especially, it, like, the good ones. It, it, Especially when somebody... Not only it's, is it's the... unexpected, too. Most, mm-hmm. n- not that, too. But I think also, like, just how crazy it is for... Yes, you talked about somebody who's the face of an era of NBA basketball and just the face of NBA, but also somebody who is the the pinnacle of Mamba mentality, of work ethic. Um, and hearing the stories that come out about that of like people who are up at 4 o'clock and get to the gym and Kobe's like, I've already been here for two hours. I've already had a two-hour workout. And just like just hearing those stories just really shows you what kind of person he is and what kind of work he or what kind of worker he thrived to be. Um but yeah That's it kinda was kinda crazy. Also also what Shaq said was just like all the living legends, I still know them. Like they're alive like Bill Russell and then like he knew all of them and Patrick Ewing and all these people I he knew them and he saw them grow old mm-hmm. and then Kobe, but it just goes to show you how how awesome of a person he was. I feel. I tell you what, when when I mean, obviously when that funeral happened, it was very emotional. But when Vanessa got up there, Vanessa Bryant, and she got up there and was was talking about like, just it's okay, Gigi, we got it down. Like Kobe mm-hmm. and Gigi, we got it down here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was just like how strong how strong she was, mm-hmm. and just like. She was, I mean, you could see the emotion in her face, but just how strong she was in that moment. I mean, I think it spoke volumes to just like Mm -hmm. how much Kobe meant to her, but also at the same time, like how strong she was as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I'm going to be honest with you while you were talking, I was thinking about that moment and I almost teared up even just thinking about that moment. And we're two years later. Um, Same thing with when Michael Jones was like, I'm about to be another meme. I loved him. He called me, and like, yeah. just the sense of like. I also Mike, remember Mike kind of took over, like for the family, like helping out Vanessa because him and Kobe were really close. Yeah. I mean, they were brothers pretty it, much. It was it, yeah. He literally called him his little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one of my favorite moments is that like yes, yeah, like even now like the world seems dark and stuff and it's scary. But when they learned, like when L.A. learned Kobe died, they just flocked to the Staples Center, yeah. and like I think they were having Oscars and they were like. Please don't come. And they were like, this is not your house. This was Kobe's. First and foremost. They were dropping off flowers. And I'm like, I was like, dog, do I take a pl- flight? I mean, like, Do bro. they have? Do you have? Do they? I know Kobe obviously was, re- his number was retired. Um, eight and 24 were retired in 2019, about a couple months before he passed. But does he have a statue yet? I know Shaq does, but I don't know whether Kobe does I'm at this sure, moment. I'm sure they're going to build one. I'm sure they're going to build I would one, be, but I didn't know if it's been completed yet. I don't know. No, I don't know if you want to make this comparison, but I think that maybe on like the five-year anniversary or the eight-year anniversary, the NBA says no one wears eight. I think I think that would, would be like the ultimate trip. I mean, I know that the NBA don't have as many numbers and stuff, but I think that would be the ultimate like – because that's close to like I, not Jackie Robinson level of like – the his, maybe not of historicity, but I think on the eighth year anniversary, that would be like, that would probably make me cry if, if they're like, yeah, nobody if, can wear eight anymore. I mean, I think that number one, like them changing the all-star MVP to the Kobe Bryant MVP yeah. award. I think that that in itself was powerful. Just so, just because like the NBA, yes, that he made you a lot of money, but a lot of times like if they're retired, then the NBA or the, NFL or MLB or pushes. whatever kind of like pushes you to the side or kind of turns their back uh, on you. Thank you for being great, but now the new people. But I think that them changing the award, um, and I think that if we were to have somebody whose number got permanently retired, I think it could be 23 for Michael Jordan, um, but I think that the best one too would be pick eight, pick 24, help pick them both, mm-hmm. um, and retire that, but. So, speaking of legends, um, the Hall of Fame happened last night. Um, we had one new inductee into the MLB Hall of Fame, um, David Ortiz, Big Poppy. Um, I think that not a lot of people know about Big Poppy's story, but um, his story is inspirational. Um, he got drafted by the Minnesota Twins and spent his first seven years in the Minnesota Twins organization and was – mediocre at best um but then he finally got a break for the for the red sox um and he thrived he was arguably one of the most clutch players 
not yeah. only in playoff history, but just in MLB Ever. history. Um, and he was an eight-time Edgar Martinez um, designator hitter award winner. Um, I know he had over 400 home runs. Um, I don't think that he had an MVP or anything like that, uh, but he was the pinnacle. I think that – Talking about tragedy, um, I think that one of the things that set him over in my mind was when the Boston uh, bombing happened, the Boston yeah, Marathon, the Marathon bombing happened, and he's like, this is our fucking city, and like nobody's going to come in and take our city, and just like how he was the heart and soul for that team, but also how he was the heart and soul for Boston changed, during that time period. He, he changed the Red Sox. Oh, they, yeah. They used to I mean, be a, without, they, without him and Manny Ramirez, they were I joke. don't think that they would have – I don't think that they would have broken that that great Bambino curse. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, my grandpa got to watch them win ripping in heaven, so I'm just happy for him. Yeah, but he got, he got to watch the Patriots dynasty, but he never. He, I don't think he ever got to witness the uh, Red Sox breaking the Bambino curse. Yeah, and he, that is the you want to talk about when, super fan. When, when did he pass away? I was in middle school, so I think the Red Sox won in '05. He might have saw that. Maybe, but. He was getting up there in yeah. years, and um, maybe he saw it. I think it was either it was around the same time. I just remember, like, we would go to his house, and there'd be two things on. Three, if it was baseball season. It was the Patriots playing, it was the Boston Red Sox playing, or it was the NASA channel. NASA? The NASA channel? There is a channel that literally does live broadcasts from space, from the ISS, and we'd watch it. And as a kid, I hated it. But as an adult, <laughs> I would watch that constantly. But I just remember watching baseball and like they, the the Boston they'd be down by one one run, he changed that channel. They lost, Grandpa. They're only down by one. You mm-hmm. you need to like we, we could go back and nope. Avery, it's over. Watching the Steelers, yeah. it's over. They're done. Just just turn it off. You know we'd be watching and that you know as a kid I didn't understand baseball. I was just hitting things and but he was the biggest Boston fan I've ever met. If you want to talk about anything equivalent to the 2016 Cubs winning the World Series, it is Boston. the Red Sox. Just because like before like yes, the Cubs had their own curse, but at the same time, I think that the Red Sox broke like an 80 I think it was like 86 year yeah, drought. Insane. And so like it had been since the 1920s or 1930s that they had been bad. And yeah. so like yes, the Cubs were its own like thing, but like for the Red Sox to finally win, like it was monumental. But just a little bit of stats for you for David Ortiz and some of his accolades. Um, he was a three-time World Series champ. He was a, a world in 2013 World Series MVP. He was a 2004 ALCS MVP. Seven-time Silver Slugger. Ten-time All-Star. He had 541 home runs, which is 17th all-time. Um, he has 1,768 RBIs, which is 23rd all-time. And he is an eight-time Edgar Martinez award winner. I mean, you look at 541 home runs, 17th all-time, 1,768 RBIs, 23rd all-time. Mm-hmm. And you think about, like, he had what? About an 18-year career, 19-year career or something like that? Yeah. You put those first seven years that are arguably his prime physical peak years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you put him on the Red Sox and let him do work like he did in the last 10 years of his career. I mean, you're talking about he could be up there with the greats. I mean, he could have passed 600 because yeah. you think about the first seven years, you get 10 more home runs. That's plus 70. Mm-hmm. So you're at 610 and you're being up, you're comp- being compared to Sammy Sosa, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, Willie Mays was in the 600. So I, I think that it's definitely good for him. Um, the only thing that I have against this, well, and I and I know that I'm probably going to step on some toes. No, you're fine. But it's the other people who deserved it. But Sammy Sosa and Barry and so Sammy Sosa, his allegations for steroids were introduced in this report. I can't remember the name of the report, but the only other main person of note in that report was David Ortiz. He tested positive for PEDs, and Barry never did. So. I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, kind of introing us into the next thing. Barry Bonds, so just so you know how it works, or for anybody who doesn't know how it works, you have 10 years of eligibility, so you have to wait five years, and then you have 10 years of eligibility. Um, 
you, the goal of this is you have to get over 75% of the vote. Um, David Ortiz, he got in on 77.9% of the vote. Um, but in order for you to get in, you have to have at least 75%. And usually, you might start off pretty low, but as time goes on, you might kind of gain more and more and more um, just because people are like, oh, yeah, he was great. He was great. Um, but Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, and Sammy Sosa. This was their last year of eligibility. This was their 10th year, and neither one of them got the 75% threshold. Did get close? Um, so, so Barry Bonds got about 66%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Roger Clemens got 60%. Yeah. Um, Kurt Schilling got about 58 and I think Sammy Sosa got like 18 um, Rest in peace, Sammy. That's, yeah. that's the one that hurt the most. Um, but... I, I, I just don't – like, yes, I understand that, like, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are kind of the face of the steroid well, era. Clemens but if you're, has – They saved baseball. Sorry, Clemens has the most Cy Young winners. Oh, no, win. we're talking about – I mean, if we want to look at stats, Pete Rose, mm-hmm. all-time hits leader, not in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, all-time home run leader, not, not in the Hall of Fame. Fame. Roger Clemens, seven-time Cy Young winner. Most Cy Young's all time by a pitcher, not in, not in the Hall of Fame. And so, if we're talking about like the Hall of Fame being the pinnacle of baseball, how are they not in it? Yes, like, and it's one thing if like you're like, all right, anybody associated with steroids, get no. them out. Like well, they're not going to be part the of the commissioner of the MLB during the steroid era is in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> which begs the question: they knew about it. I mean. Bro, they steroids owe, save baseball. I mean, yeah, they and, and it, people, but t- nobody wants to admit that because yeah. steroids are bad. It's it's like the same thing with like if all of a sudden we found out that like in the early like in the NFL that everyone's doing some weird drug and everyone's high powered offense and the it's like if we found out that Michael Jordan actually did commit like something and was like expelled or or was kicked out of the league for three years like. If we found out that Michael, that's the only equivalent I can think of. If like Michael Jordan was seen as doing something awful, but he saved the NBA, you know, like that man saved the this organization that was looking for a superstar. He saved the Bulls. Well, he saved the Bulls, but he was the he became the face of a friend, like face of the country, pretty much. And I I don't want to pivot too much, but I'm just saying, like to me, in this in my mind, this is kind of the same thing with. Lance Armstrong. Uh, I mean, yes, a lot of people look down upon Lance Armstrong, mainly because he lied about it. Mm -hmm. But everybody at that time, the only way that you could compete was if you were taking steroids. Except if you're Greg LeMond. Shout out to him. He's great. Shout out. The Um, only other American to ever win the Tour de France and not on um, PEDs. Shout out. But it's it's just one of those things where it's like, if you're looking at it, if you're looking at it in terms of like, oh, we don't want anybody associated with steroids. Okay, well, David Ortiz was associated with steroids. And he he tested it. positive. Jess Bagwell is highly rumored to <laughs> test, test positive for steroids. He's in the Hall of Fame. Um, Isn't Alex Rodriguez? Not, not, it, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. He got so this was his first year of eligibility, mm. and I think that he got. He got a few. He did get a few. If I mean, I Alex think that he Rodriguez, got, Rodriguez ever gets in the Hall of Fame. You gotta back. You like you've you gotta you gotta, gotta change things. Yeah. You've gotta change things because so, he's the only one who might get in. Like just, but just a sheer will of the people. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those things to me where it's like Barry Bonds. I know that I know he's highly suspected of steroids, and I think that they're just looking for uh, like a. It's just crazy. A scapegoat. But, I mean, Barry Bonds, dude, crazy to me. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. And it's one of those things where, like, right now, like, it's not only, oh, he didn't get in this year. He's never going yeah. to get in. And the only way that he could get in is, like, I think they have a vote, like, 20, 30 years down the road for, like, the old players who are, like, really, really good during their time period, but what they weren't be taken seriously like so we have to wait 20 to 30 years to see if Barry Bonds is going to get in to see if Roger Clemens is going to get in to see if Sammy Sosa is going to get in and I actually think that when we get 20 to 30 years removed from this and now it's 50 years in the rear view I think that it's going to be one of those things where we're going to look fondly upon those guys and be like what they actually did wasn't as bad I mean you look at 
Mike Schmidt, arguably the best third baseman to ever play the game, maybe behind Chipper Jones, but he openly admitted to taking amphetamines before every game. And if we're talking about like, if we're talking about going even further back of like, oh, these guys are terrible because they have the bad character. Ty Cobb literally drop kicked a dude in the face who had no arms. (laughs) This is not acceptable. Like the the duality of the MLB to me is just. You can't pick and Crazy. choose. You can't pick. You and can't choose. pick and choose, and it's one of those things where, like, I know that Big Poppy is loved by everybody in Boston, and I don't want to take anything away from Big Poppy's accomplishments. Big Poppy. But if we're gonna, if we're gonna be stern and not allow these two people in, then he shouldn't. Then he shouldn't be allowed in. Jeff Bagwell shouldn't be allowed in. And damn, and damn it, if Alex Rodriguez gets in, because yeah. Alex Rodriguez openly. David Ortiz, like, he had this small infraction, and, like, yes, he he was in the report. And I understand that, like, uh, I know I just made a big deal about him being, like, steroids, but, like, he he was a small infraction. Alex Rodriguez was suspended the most amount of days <laughs> for steroids. Absolutely. Like, lied. he was suspended a full ass season for <laughs> steroids my favorite was there's an interview and they go like what do you think about this person's like punishment he goes i am not the person who should be talking about punishments i had it for you it was just like oh, what man. do you think about this person being suspended I, i'm not the one and, who needs to be and talking I'm about be honest with you if we're talking so barry bonds suspected of steroids roger clemens suspected well steroids. barry bonds so, no i mean <laughs> what no it's very, very like hey, listen, 99.9. He ate a balanced breakfast every morning. Well, here's my thing. And With the we, side of we, drugs. I think we've talked about it on the show. Steroids. He was still dominant though. Yeah. Yeah. I in, mean, in Pittsburgh, he he, like, he was a so he, he Barry Bonds had seven MVPs. Insane. In, insanity to begin with. <laughs> it's insane. Mo, most MVPs ever. But he had seven. three of those MVPs. Before he yeah. even got to the Giants, yeah. where he was suspected of steroids, and he also was like first player with like what forty home runs and fifty stolen bases for like five seasons, four seasons, forty 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 forty. No, he had fifty one year. I don't know. All I'm saying is like this man was stealing bases and hitting dingers. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson yeah. is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing his jersey today, so, boys. So is that dove. So, but I do want to talk to you. <laughs> oh, and no, he said so is the dove. <laughs> Rest in peace, <laughs> I do want to talk to you real quickly about, like, so Barry Bonds, obviously steroids. Roger Clemens, steroids. Sammy Sosa, steroids. Jose Canseco? Not not even in the conversation. I know. Um, but but I do want to talk about Kurt Schilling. Uh-huh. Um, because Kurt Schilling was arguably one of the best pitchers of that generation. Um, and in my opinion, should be in the Hall of Fame. But the reason he's not is because he's very outspoken – like, he's very outspoken on social media. Um, he's never been associated with steroids in any measure, but I, he's very, very outspoken on social media, and I think that a lot of people are losing, like, he's losing a lot of votes because he's very, very radical in his beliefs. Oh. Um, oh. And so I wanted to get y'all's take on it because I'm going to be honest with you. Like, if we're talking about the character clause... Like, yeah. Just because you believe something now, if you're shouting out the n word every every five minutes, like yes, that's one thing. Well, so you got to ban every. But white if you're like, if you're talking about 50s. like, yeah, for real. Yeah, it, but if you're era. if you're talking about like, maybe oh, the 70s, I, 80s. Okay, all right, we got <laughs> it. Um, but it's one of those things where like, if he's getting, he's not being allowed into the Hall of Fame because he wants to build a wall. Or some kind of like radical Republican belief. Uh, I don't think that that's right. It shouldn't be. It should be based off your play and your play alone. Yeah, and, and if you have a flaw in your play, like steroids, I could see that being taken yeah. in consideration. But the same way, in re, the same reason I say Pete Rose needs to be in is the same reason I need. I want Kurt Schilling to be in. Mm-hmm. Is that like their play was unblemished? There is no steroids in it, and their play speaks for itself. Yeah. Now, if they're doing stuff outside of the I mean, we've already talked about multiple times on the show how Pete Rose needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about like what he does in his retirement and who he's talking yeah, to or what he's talking about, that's not that's like that's not good enough for like 
the only way I feel that someone doesn't get in the Hall of Fame is if like you commit like a serious crime, like O.J. Simpson. He's, like, he's in the hall. O.J. Simpson's in the hall. <laughs> I know, which is like why I don't think O.J. deserves to be in. I mean, I mean, he, technically he was found not guilty, so hey. we have to a- acknowledge you that. But no, nah, like I know he but, murdered someone, but he was you, the first person to run for two thousand I mean, yards. Did, that's why he got. The, that's why he was able to get the so vaccine you, you before some people. You can't take that so away. Here, here's another. <laughs> And uh, we are gonna. You, you wouldn't know a weird story. We're about to get canceled at third uh, time. I was on uh, pristine auction, just messing around, and I saw an OJ OJ Simpson signed Bills jersey for I, four bucks. I that I, was crazy. I bid on that for one hundred eighty dollars, <laughs> and I got outbid in the last like couple moments. And I've like made a joke bid of like this is gonna outsell me, and I was waiting for this countdown to come down. I was like, well, this is getting to a minute and thirty seconds, like. Am I really about to blow like two hundred and like fifty? Well, after like all the fees, would you wear it? Oh no, because it's it's signed. Oh. But at the same time, in could blood. you imagine rocking up to my 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 some of my closest friends in a signed framed OJ Simpson Bills jersey? You're wearing a frame. I would like <laughs> I'd rock up holding the frame of like guys. I own. also just so everybody can hear it. He said it was signed in blood. That's what I said. Yeah, say, so, you like, I'm over here just like, could you blood. imagine, like, oh, oh, Peck, w- what did you wear today? Oh, this is my O.J. Simpson jersey, signed yeah, in blood. my Aaron Hernandez jersey. It's, and... it's crime-worn. He wore this during the I crime. show up in my Ty Cobb jersey. <laughs> From <hitting> the guy. <laughs> I get a guy with no arms to, to wear my Ty Cobb Wait, jersey. Wait, who's the guy who had no arms? It was some fan. Why he ran this? into the fan. Oh. He ran oh. into the oh. story. I'm telling you. Yeah, this I remember is not this story. Like, yeah, this is not a made-up story. This guy was heckling he, him? He, like, heckled him. And then Ty Cobb ran into the stands. And Ty Cobb beat the living shit out of him. This dude with no arms is like, there's no way I'm about to get jumped. How are you going to talk crap when you have no arms? That man had black Air Force now, energy before he went. Defend yourself. So, so real talk. <laughs> an so, Avengers level threat. I, I want to hear y'all's, your, your thoughts on this. So just this, this past year, they started allowing like Negro League players um, into the <laughs> – in, into what a, like what the, the conversation into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think that should be? Because technically they didn't play in the MLB, and so like well, they can't you make could a, you could can't make another Hall of Fame. Like they have their own Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. they have their own Hall of Fame. Okay, so that's number one. But number two is is that they're starting to be talks, and I don't know if this has already been started. Where you got people like Bob Gibson or Satchel Paige, who I think Satchel Paige is in the Hall, but Bob Gibson, who was like did his whole career in the Negro Leagues, it's the goat. Um, I love Bob Gibson. One of the premier catchers, I would argue, the best catcher of all time if he played in the MLB. Um, but like. Do should they just be put in? Like, do they have to have a vote? Like, I'm just kind of confused as to what the process is going to be. And there might be a process in place. I just don't know it yet. I think that they they should all come into consideration. And I think that the MLB needs to do like one massive, like, okay, let's look at all of the Negro Negro League players. We're really careful these words here. Uh, <laughs> you were close on that one, boy. I, I hiccup right when I said, and I was like, of all the words, I, of all the words, oh my God. we're going to get, Connor's going to get killed. I'm not. Yeah, so I think that the MLB should should get some professionals who are the best at the business, gets a lot of historians who like understand the subject, and go, we're going to this year, let's say the 80th anniversary of integration or something, or 100th in a year of an- integration, we look at all these players and induct whoever the MLB feels. But I don't think that we should shut down the the Negro League Hall of Fame just because I feel like that's – it's like, hey, like, that's great, but now they're going to be in the MLB, and they should continue to be able to do that. But I think paying homage to them is correct. Like, it's the M- it's the MLB's fault that they, I don't, that I they don't weren't know. in the MLB. I, I mean, if I had a you. rule that said no black people, and I go, wow, that guy was great. Why I, didn't he play in the MLB? I was like, well, you idiots. You didn't let black people play in your league. Well, I yeah. think that, like, the problem that I have is that just, like, yes, I agree with you, 
but also if I'm playing devil's advocate here, like if you start messing with stats and like you mess start messing, I mean the Hall of Fame is a completely different thing. But I know recently or this past year they were talking about having Negro League stats like into the hall, like into the stat books, like the official mm-hmm. stat books. And the problem that I have is that a lot Not of times stats. correct stats weren't kept at Negro League games. Yeah, and so they. They might have said Bob Gibson might have actually had one or two. Um, Bob Gibson is Josh Gibson. I'm an idiot. Like, Bob um, Gibson was a pitcher for the yeah, Cardinals. No, it's Josh Gibson. But um, he might have had one or two like home runs, but they might have put it on the books as five or six. And so there wasn't like accurate stats that were taken during this time period. And so also you got to take into consideration that a lot of times in the Negro leagues, it wasn't just them versus other teams in the Negro leagues. They might've kept stats on them versus Cuban, uh, the Cuban leagues and the Mexican leagues and all this kind of stuff. And so if we're looking at it in terms of like, I think that it's good emotionally, but if we're looking at it logically or theoretically, like I don't know how it's going to translate all that well. Because one thing that you can say about the MLB teams is that you they only played MLB teams, mm-hmm. um, and the the stats that they have are only from fellow MLB teams. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't and. Just kind of going back to the Hall of Fame thing, I just don't know how they're going to do it. I, I just don't know because I don't think that you should automatically just let them in. No, I think, but I think that it should go to a vote like a regular Hall of Fame yeah, does. I think, and they have to get 75%. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. No, you're good. You're good. I think it's one of those things where, like, um, segregation happened. And, like, it's a terrible thing. We all acknowledge it's terrible. And the MLB, of course, knows it's terrible. And it's not like – a guilt thing trying to add them to the MLB Hall of Fame. They're just trying to recognize them for their accomplishments, which are great. But as you said, there's an inconsistency. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe this sounds bad. I think the only way they can allow them in is if they revamp the whole way they vote the Hall of Fame. Because, like, the 75% and having media writers who don't like some players because of like Kurt Schilling or like Barry Bonds was mean to some reporters and stuff. It's like, you're going to have too much influence. And like, if you start writing in people whose stats are incorrect over guys who are deserving, you're going to cause even more drama. So I just need to find a new way to do it and acknowledge the Negro leagues is what they are and a part of history that happened. But they were never part of the MLB, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, and, 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 I, I actually and I'm not even, am on the same And I'm not even trying to be mean, and no one should cancel me for this. It's just like, it happened. That's where they played. We acknowledge it's wrong. And, and if you get, like, if you get, like, the top ten of the Negro Leagues, like, like Josh Gibson, like Larry Doby, like mm-hmm. – um, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe Jackson was white, um, but you get it. thought he was albino. Uh, no, he was white. Um, Could have swore he was black. No, Shoeless Joe Jackson played for the major leagues. Fake news. I'm Kurt Schilling. <laughs> he, play, he played on that Black Sox team in 1919. Um, but Not the White Sox? No, it was the White Sox team, but because they did the cheating scandal, they were called the Black Sox. Hmm. Jesus. We're a sports podcast. Well, uh, I didn't f- know that about him. To be frank... I knew We've he was talked about this on the show. Yeah. How I fe- feel like he should be in the Hall of Fame. I haven't gone yeah. on this rant. Yeah, me and too. And the thing is, he he was caught with. <laughs> I think it's also stupid that they didn't win the first game because their odds would have been much higher and they would have made more money. But that's besides. So the point. essentially, what happened with Shoeless Joe Jackson is that he essentially was a factory owner and or he was a factory worker like he worked in a mill mm-hmm. and didn't know how to read. There was no education back in the day. Didn't wear shoes. I don't know what, where the shoe. Oh. I think the shoeless Joe Jackson was during like when he p- played in the factory leagues. He literally couldn't afford shoes. You gotta add them. <laughs> Relax. Um, but it was one of those things where he couldn't read, and so this guy came up to him and said, "Sign the contract." And he signed the contract <laughs> because he didn't know how to read, right, so he good. didn't know what the terms were. Um, and then later on, it came out that like. Shoeless Joe Jackson had signed the signed the contract for 
essentially throwing away the World Series. And so that's why he was... They scammed him. Yeah, and so when he found out about it, he even went back and said, hey, I want to give the money back that I would have made making the like mm-hmm. throwing the games um and he was like here take take the money take it all take it all i um, never learned at, to read but at that point it was too late and so his reputation has ever since been tarnished but if you're talking i think that he has like in terms of his career he batted like 350 Good. like he was arguably the greatest Maybe not like the best power hitter, or maybe even the best, most clutch hitter. But if we're talking about one of the greatest, like he was getting hitters, on, he was getting on base, like base hitters, get on base hitters. I mean, Shoeless Joe Jackson was up there. Um, I'm assuming he was very fast. Yes, but also like if you look at his stats in that World Series, because he didn't know he was supposed to throw the game, he went like 14 for 28. <laughs> So this like, guy's doing a great job making nobody suspect that we yeah. throw this game. See, so, like he was the only one that was doing really, really well. And so I, I don't know. I think that he should be in the hall. But I think that like who knew? I don't even Not know. Not being what, able to read it. What were you. we talking about before? Was there, top right? ten Negro League players getting. In I the think NFL. I think there needs to be a top ten. I do think that it needs to be like. I think that. It needs to be put up to a vote just like everybody else. But I think that you need to hold the same standards to that you do with them to everyone else. And for the people who do succeed the test of time, I don't know. Succeed definitely not the word. Succeed. Succeed. Whatever. Um, definitely exceed. That's definitely it. Something uh, with the seed. The only thing that I was so going to say before we move is what he said that I don't like the M- MVP and in, in these Hall of Fame votes because writers have to be unbiased when it comes to stats. And recently, I remember someone saying that I'm not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP because I don't like him. And I think oh, that was I think Pornhub guy. I think Stephen A. Smith. Who is Pornhub guy? Yeah, it's like Pornhub dude from Chicago. He's a Bears fan, but apparently he has a vote for MVP. He's like a reporter, but he works for the Hub. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he like openly tweeted he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers because he and just doesn't Stephen like. Stephen A. Smith was like he needs to lose his ability to vote because Pat Pat McAfee talked about it. You have to be unbiased when it comes to like Hall of Fame stats. Mm-hmm. Like if we're yes, like I said, some I think some things are egregious, and we're segueing into the NFL here. Uh, but I think that we need to take a look and go like, hey, unless something is egregious, egregious then it's all based on stats. And and if you were talking about like – like if one person was like caught like throwing the Super Bowl, I think that would be a – The Falcons? Yeah. Roger Goodell. But let's talk about the, the – he, he didn't the, get to finish his thought. Oh, my bad. It's okay. I was talking about – No, you're good. You're good. I, you had a good point. I was, he was, I was just, harping on exceeded, and then I never finished. <laughs> yeah, and then I and said then you took over. But, hey, I feel that. I mean, we're good. I just think that it's one of those things where for the the people who exceed the test of time and actually like hold up to today's standards, then put them in the Hall of Fame. But for the people, like I don't think that it. Yes, I I realize that like we made a mistake. Um, all of us as white people, like us as a society, we made a mistake, and it cost a lot of people thousands of billions of dollars, their lives, everything. But it's one of those things where like. I don't think that we should just give anybody who's in the uh, whoever played in the Negro Leagues a Hall of Fame spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just kind of my thoughts. All right, it's like toting one more thing. It's like toting a fine line, and in this day and age, if you say like the wrong thing, they're just going to think you're oh, racist. Oh, for sure. And but I like think the best Negro League Hall of Fame players should probably get in. But like the people they just I don't want to say just threw in, but like. The knots, just the just like your your backup right right fielder should not be getting into the yeah, Hall yeah, of Fame. It's it's a prestigious accolade, and it needs to go to the people who are most deserving. So, transitioning to football, um, Sean Payton stepped down uh, this past week. I'm not um, RIP in anything. He he stepped down as the head Saints coach. Um, he did not officially retire. He officially stepped down, he's um, and he's stepping away. He said that more than likely he's not going to coach at all this year, but he's not closing the door on coaching yet. Um, so he saw that cap. That's, yeah, that's negative seventy-one million in yeah. cap space. Where do you rank Sean Payton 
in terms of coaches. I know that I know that he only won one Super Bowl title with Drew Brees, um, but if we're talking about regular season, he had I, he, arguably the best like win percentage, other than maybe like Bill Belichick. Top, I know that like he's right under Mike Tomlin. I, I mean, think. you look at. I think that I saw that like when Taysom Hill was the. I wish that I had it, but when Taysom Hill was the quarterback, he went like seven and two. Jameis Winston went like five and one. Teddy Bridgewater, um, Teddy Bridgewater went six and zero. Oh. And when Drew Brees was under center, I think they went like five. Like I think it was like a hundred and eighty or a hundred and seventy. So like he has one of the best winning percentages we've seen. I think he has a winning percentage of over point six, which is like. Insanity to me. I'd say top ten, top twenty. Modern top 10, or all time? All time. If we're going all time, I think that he's top ten, but I think late teens. If we're talking about like if I'm gonna be honest with you, if we're talking about modern, I put Bill and then and then Sean. And I know that like that might be a hot take just because you got Andy Reid, but like I don't think anybody was consistently as good as Sean Payton was. I don't want to be a homer, but Mike Tomlin never had a losing season. I mean, yeah, you, I guess you could. I, I mean, you got a point. They both have similar accolades: one Super Bowl, two trips. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm mean, I'm not trying I to be could, a homer. I, could, I feel po- like I could possibly see Mike Tomlin. I think Sean and Mike are like tied. Yeah, but I don't think that like you can maybe say Pete Carroll, but I think that Pete Carroll was helped out a lot by the Legion of Boom. Yeah. Um, I never thought Pete Carroll was that great of a coach. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. He said so in an interview. Like, They're like, if Russ goes, he was like, well, yeah. might I not got a job. Like, he was good at USC, but failed with New England. Well, but he, he left also, USC right before yeah. a bunch of scandals went down. I was about to say, there. he set them up for failure. That's yeah. what happened with well, USC. USC was about to get the hammer dropped down, down. on him, but he, said he, le- he literally left right before that happened. Good, good look. Smart move. But... Hopefully, Sean Payton. I mean, it is like I think I mean, he'll be a Hall of Fame it, coach. We've we've talked about it pr- fairly often, but I mean, this is another instance of an end of an era. Like mm-hmm. I know Drew Brees leaving, that was the the start of an era, um, start of the ending of an era. But when you actually look at like Sean Payton leaving and and that official Drew Brees Sean Payton connection, which we thought was going to win, a, even win a Super Bowl two three years ago. Now it's gone and dead, um, and it's, it's really like like Ben leaving, Sean Payton leaving, possibly Tom Brady leaving. It's like our childhood's gone. Also for the Saints, that as a Panthers fan, it pains me. They had the Stephon Diggs like miracle. They had the no call pass interference. Like they, yeah, they got tough. screwed they, over like three years straight. Yeah, like and then the Kyle were, Rudolph one. Yeah, there were times. The Kyle Rudolph one, I don't think was a push off though. I don't think so either, but no. it's still heartbreaking. But I mean, Vikings, God bless them for ruining the Saints Jesus. seasons. But the, the, the you Minneapolis could, miracle still wild me. Like yes, I dick, I, I still I I understand that like the no call that one probably is like the worst one just because it was mind. so blatant. I would have lost but, my mind. That, like, literally all the man has to do, and I know that everybody makes mistakes, but the safety, all he had to do was tackle him inbounds. And I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to take out his legs so he couldn't get to the – Like, he couldn't get out of bounds. But it's just one of those things where it's like, that's – that was at the rough. NF- that was the NFC Championship. Right? Uh, no, yeah. so I think no, that was the so. Game before the yeah. NFC Championship was the no call, and then the divisional round was the Minneapolis did, Miracle. Did you ever see that info? And then they got clapped by the Eagles. Do you ever see the infographic of um, when it was the final four teams that year, and it had like the four quarterbacks, and it was Tom Brady, Case Keenum, Nick Foles, and Blake Bortles. Pain. And then Tom oh, Brady yikes. didn't win that year. Oh yikes! Nick Foles. Blah. Out of like all of them, that's the one Tom Brady doesn't win. Yeah. So, uh, I just also want to say seven and eight. But let's go over these. Let's let's talk about it. Seven and eight. Yeah, I mean, seven and eight. I, I had seven correct. Oh, game, seven out of eight. Seven out of eight games so, correct. So, what he's talking about is over the past two weeks, we have had on this show where we have picked who we think is going to win in the wild card game and in the divisional round. Connor was four for four last week. He was perfect. Um, and then he was 
three for three going into Sunday night's 13 game. Thirteen seconds. Thirteen seconds. Oh for four. I won one. I picked the Titans. I picked the pack. No, I picked the Niners. Me and Connor picked the Niners. You picked the Packers. Craziness. Uh, um, uh, and then I picked. I chose the Rams. I chose the Rams and Bills. So I went two for four. I think I went one for four. So the Bengals beat the Titans. Um, over. I mean, basically came down to a field goal. 49ers beat the Packers. Field goal. Rams beat the Bucks. Field goal. And the Chiefs managed to beat the Bills going into overtime because of a late field goal. All the games were – it was I a mean, crazy game. I, I, fantastic. Think that, the, I think that it was the best – I mean, literally every game had its own specialty. I mean, you look at Bengals beating Titans, one seed, gone. 49ers beating the, the Packers. the one, Packers. Yeah, one seed, gone. So, literally on Saturday, we had both one seeds out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's crazy in itself. And then it just got better on Sunday. You have the – Cooper the, Cup. You have the Rams who start out with a 27-3 to lead going into the third quarter, late into the third quarter, and then Tom Brady crawling himself out of it. As he and always then, does. And then you, then you beg the question. You In the back of your mind, you're like – Tom Brady is not going to do this again. It is not going to be like the Atlanta Falcons a couple years ago where it was 28-3. We're not going to have that again. And then he ties the game. And you're like, oh, shit. The Bucks are going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, this is it. Here we go again. And then Matthew Matthew Stafford, in the face of it, all adversity, when they had literally, that offense had literally fumbled the ball four four times. times. He throws a dot to Cooper Cup on the sideline, then throws a dot over the middle of the field. They call a timeout. Um, no, they ran down and spiked it. They ran down and spiked it. Oh, yes, they, now, they ran, ran down He gave the ball to the ref. I would he gave like, the ball to the ref. I would like to clarify the reason why the umpire ref, which is what they're calling it in the Dallas game, did not have to touch it was because in a deep shot pass, I think after so many yards, one of the line judges is He's able to touch – is, is is able to touch the ball to keep the game moving faster. Because Dak ran, he, uh, because he ran, the judge behind him was the umpire behind him was the one who was supposed to touch it, which is why all the Cowboys fans were all pissed off saying that, like, in the Rams game, the ref didn't have to touch the ball. So regardless, they didn't follow the Screw rules. Screw the Cowboys. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, just real quickly, so that happens. Uh, something gay. What's Matt, Matt Gay? Matt Gay kicks a field goal. They win it, and then we have the slugfest, which was the Chiefs Bills game. What was it like twenty five points scored in I, two I, minutes? It was it was twenty four. It was twenty four points were scored. We, like, we were losing last, our minds like, over two here. Two and a half minutes. So it was like the Bills score, which they put, <laughs> it put them up by three, and then the Chiefs scored that put them up by four, and then the Bills scored again that put them back up by three with 13 seconds left. Then the Chiefs go down, they kick a field goal, puts them into overtime, and then Travis Kelsey he goes down or Patrick Holmes to Travis Kelsey puts it on ice. Yeah. They win um, in over they win in overtime. Man, the thing that's killing me. And Rest in peace, Gabriel Davis, yeah. who had four receiving right. touchdowns. He broke a man's ankles live. Oh, on that one was yeah. that he one said, was wild. <laughs> Filthy. He set a record for most play touchdown receptions in a game playoff game. But um, no, everyone's crying about the overtime, and I think the NFL overtime rules suck. But why were the Bills on defense protecting the sticks like out of bounds when the Chiefs had two timeouts? That's the defense they played. They well, played like protecting the sticks. I'll. When you could just make a tackle inbounds. Yes, but the last two plays before that, they had hit the sticks, and they had marched down 10, 15 Man. yards. Because if you manage to hit the sticks and you go out of bounds, you don't have to use your timeout. I know, but you keep them in front of you. Well, I think that the cheap, the Bills, who literally the defense on both sides were, I think it was – the Bills get the ball back in, like, the first play. Gabriel Davis is down the field for a touchdown. I, I don't think if you roll reversed it, I think the Buffalo Bills would have walked their sweet butts down that touchdown route, and they would have marched on. Yeah. And I'll say this about the Chiefs. They are donating, I think, a little dis- – I mean, it's nice, but they donate $13 to Josh Allen's, like, uh, charity, which is the 13, the 13 seconds. Just $13? 
Well, they've done two hundred thousand. Like the Chiefs fans. Oh, it's like when Andy. I was gonna du- say oh, somebody they, needs to get more than thirteen dollars. Like every, you are a multi-billion-dollar no, cor- like corporation. Chiefs, like everybody Chiefs, donated thirteen dollars. Yeah, the Chiefs fan fandom said Josh Allen played so well. We want to do something nice for him in the city of Buffalo because that was such an amazing game. The fans. Josh Allen has like his own wing in a hospital in like Buffalo, and the fans themselves are donating thirteen dollars for the thirteen seconds. And they've raised over $200,000. Now, the 13 seconds, that seems a little mean. But it's like the same thing when the Bills uh, sent Andy Dalton, all like the Bills Mafia sent Andy Dalton the money and, and the wings or whatever because oh. he knocked off the team that sent them to the playoffs. So it's nice to see that like the they fans beat the are Ravens being... there. Yeah. <laughs> screw the Ravens. Yeah, screw them. So we Heck have the yeah. new, new, new matchup. We have the Bengals versus the Chiefs, and we have the 49ers versus the Rams. And the 49ers have beaten the Rams twice this year. Going, Miller, give me your thoughts. We're going so, Niners all the so way. So here's the thing: is that yes, we beat the Rams, and I want I, I want us to beat the Rams and go to the Super Bowl. I want it. I want it bad. <laughs> but we played like dog shit against the Packers. We had one lucky block punt. This is not lucky. That, Their special teams. I mean, sucks. yes, their perspective. But, like, that's luck that their special team's so bad because we literally did not score an offensive touchdown. We had two field goals hey. and a block punt touchdown. Bro, when I tell you that when we blocked that punt, you would have thought that I got shot. I was screaming so I loud. was here. I remember. Bro. This I, man was running. They, oh, man. I He's turning into me. I'm a bad influence. Oh, man. Well, everybody was looking around. And I was like – Bro, it's over there. The ball <laughs> yeah, they is were over like, there. Bro, Jimmy G, 2-0 and in the playoffs without throwing a touchdown. Bro. Two interceptions. Dude, I tell you what, though. I mean. They love him. Hey, Jimmy G, I think, is a liability. But Jimmy G, you got to admit, a winner. Mm-hmm. Like, He'd be, he, he's like 2-0. and He, he I, wins. I think he was like 2-0 and with the – he was 2-0 and with the Patriots. And then he was like, I think it was like six and zero or something before Torrey's ACL, or it was like something like that. And then he's playing injured right now. He has a hurt shoulder and a hurt hand. When it took him to the took him to be NFC champions two years ago. Then he hurt his shoulder or something like that this last year. And then this year, I mean, say what you will. Maybe it wasn't the prettiest in the in the regular season, but. He's in the NFC Championship game. Um, and so, I mean, he's a certified winner. Now, it was ugly, and I don't like how it, like he, how he does it. But he does it. My money, Rams, Bengals, Super Bowl. Gross. My money, I think the Chiefs. Here's my thing about the Chiefs. <clears throat> I, want. I think the Chiefs are going to. Dog walk the Bengals. I hope so. I think if you put literally the Bills were number one in every defensive category and the Chiefs still put 45 points up on the Bills, what you think they're going to do to the Bengals? Hey, we put up – we held the Chiefs 35. Great job. Great job. <laughs> they put 35 up against the Steelers, who's arguably a better defense than the Bengals. They put 45 up against the, the Bills – what do you think they're going to do to the Bengals? I think the Bengals are running on a high for a team we have not seen before. And you know what team did this before? Aaron Rodgers and his wild card run. Where that team clicked just right. Everything was firing on all cylinders. And let's not lie here. Any given Sunday. Yes. You're talking about I don't Joe think Mixon. there's a corner on the Bengals that can guard any receiver on the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill. Is the fastest motherfucker alive. This man bounces around like a little kid. At I Chiefs. ain't never seen anybody Flash in my life. Flash the peace sign to someone in front of him. I have never in my life seen somebody who can just run and be faster than everyone. <laughs> like, you can do all the good routes, all the good lines that you want, but when that man is so fast... He just that outru- like, outruns coverage. Bro, there were like four people in front of him on that play where he scored. And I'm like, by the time they took the how angle, did this he was happen? Gone. Yeah, I am. I'm going. I'm going both upsets here. Mm. You might go for two this week. Uh, I'm going that the Chiefs. Uh, here's a hot take, medium lukewarm take. Chiefs beat the Bengals by twenty. Okay, put money on it. 
beat them by 20. I think that they're going to get dog walked. Um, if we're talking about Rams versus 49ers, um, I want to I want to choose the 49ers. Uh, I really do, but I think that I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, I think that to beat a team three times is very very yeah. difficult. Um, number one. And number two, I don't know whether our – it seems like right now the Rams are picking up at the right time. Like they are they are heating up, whereas I feel like the 49ers were really, really hot in the divisional game but or in the wild card match. But against the Packers, we didn't look good. And I know that that defense was stingy. I know that you got all the players for the, the um, Packers – but I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey. You got damn Aaron Donald Von who Miller. got to eat us up. Um, got Von Miller who was a big playmaker in that that game. But I want y'all to know, it seemed like the Rams were trying to throw away that mm-hmm. Bucks game. Like they, I mean, four fumbles. They had an interception, and then the next play, they stepped snapped it over Matthew Stafford's head. I don't know. I think I got. Rams Chiefs, I think it's going to be a redo of the Mexico Bowl. That was in I think, Oakland. I what think a wild that, game that was. But with Matthew Stafford instead of Jared Goff. And that's a better one, to Staff- be honest. I, Stafford can go blow for a blow with Mahomes. But I think the Niners will make it tough on the Rams. Just I think they're going to make it tough, but I division. think ultimately I think it's going to be Chiefs Rams. I, I, I do as well. But I wouldn't mind seeing uh, the Niners win it all. I'm I'm cool with the I'm pulling for the Niners for you. Heard I I, I need it. I want but it. I'm no, just no, worried. No hate towards the Bengals, but I hate you. So I hope you lose. <laughs> no hate towards the Bengals, but I hate you. I no, hope you I mean lose. they're a great team. I'll give them the kudos. It's impressive they got as far as they did with yeah. young team, especially and, how young they are. Inexperienced, like they're gonna be good for a few years. I mean, they, you got Joe Mixon. I don't know if Joe Mixon's been broken off yet, um, but you got Jamar Chase first year. Joe Burrow, second year. T. Yeah. Higgins, second year. Most of their teams on their rookie contracts. Yeah. And, like, they can just build with vets in the and, draft. And, and I was about to say, and especially, like, this year, you got your reputation up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you don't have to pay anything major, go and try to make yeah. a splash in free agency. Like, maybe maybe for a little while. They, yeah. They need, like, a stud linebacker other than that Logan Wilson guy. Yeah. Or, like, a D lineman. But um, next week, we're going to each pick a team and – describe what they should do in the offseason yeah let's do that but um bengals are going to be a thorn in the afc for a while do you want to do afc nfc uh you want to do it right now teams like we did last time let's do it i thought it was pretty fun actually there's only four teams last thing all right last thing we'll we'll move we'll drop it down we'll do quarterback wide receiver running back defense and o-line because we have less players but um i don't know i think the bengals and tight end Go blow for blow, but there was a lot of controversy between that Chiefs Bengals game last time with officiating. I just don't see uh, the Bengals winning it. Who won in the regular season? The Bengals, Bengals by three. Mm. They also didn't guard Jamar Chase for like half the game. So, yeah, that's the one he had two sixty right, like three hundred three touchdowns. touchdowns. All right, so listen, the team's gonna work. All right, there's gonna be a QB, Got the wide Joe receiver, Burrs. wide receiver, running back. Tight end, defense, offense. No, no flex. Just because Offen- offensive line, so two offensive re- line, two receivers, one running back. Yeah, just okay. because we ain't yeah, got. That makes sense. There's only two, what two teams? In yeah, each you conference. really only you only really get one person. All right, are we flipping a coin, or you just want to go same as last time? I'll go same as last time. All right. All right. So Avery is first. Yeah. Um, Mahomes. You want to go just through your whole? Yeah. Go whole through thing. The yeah. Okay. Mahomes, Joe Mixon, uh, Tyreek Hill. Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey. What else do I need? Defense and O line. Oh, both Chiefs. All right. Actually, yeah, no, I'm cool with that. Jimmy G or Matthew Stafford? Stafford. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Um, wide receiver, Cooper Cup, Debo. Um, I still think that this is my weak link of this team, but I'm going to go with Cam Akers. Um, Elijah Mitchell didn't show up to play this past week. Um, George Kittle. Um, and then defense, Rams. Uh, offensive line, 
49ers. 49ers. All right, so Pat over Stafford. I will choose Cup over Tyreek just for the season he's had. I'm going to go Chase over Debo. Is I'm going to call it a draw right now. Oh, I was about to say, uh, he's a homer. He's uh, a homer for the Bengals. Joe, Joe Mixon, I mean, hey, over Cam. You got to give him credit, though. He's He's been predicting this for a long time with Joe. He, and he has a Joe Burrow jersey from, like, the year before. Yeah. He's a big Joe fan. Joe Shiesty. So, it's it's 3v3 and Chase over Debo. Give me your best reasons why Chase should win. Uh, Broke every rookie record. Most yards. Most touchdowns by a rookie. Uh, Had 1,100 yards receiving and had over, I think, 300 yards rushing. We're going to call it equal here. I think that these two teams could probably beat each other today. No, you could not. You cannot. I'm choosing Chase. I'm choosing Chase. I was about to say, you cannot leave it like that. I'm choosing Chase. All right, y'all. Well, we greatly appreciate you listening. Hopefully, this was an informative podcast about how the Hall of Fame sucks. um, The baseball. How... Connor is not as lucky as he thinks he is. Boo. Seven out of eight. Eat uh, it. Talk about, talk about how you're lock of the week champ. I am lock of the week champ, and I would like to say that if Miller and I actually tied and we went to playoffs, I would have trounced this fool. A good point. Yeah, yeah. He would have yeah. been like, I've lost every game. <laughs> good point. How did you true. expect both seats to lose? I'm, I'm going to Vegas, baby. I came in third. Consistent. And I got my belts <laughs> in my car. But, all right, guys, well, we greatly appreciate you. We will see you guys next week, and we'll let you know who is in the Super Bowl. So, that should be fun. All right, y'all, we'll see you. Later.